Hello and welcome to Come Along With Me, a podcast for fans who have finished all 10 seasons of Adventure Time and want to journey back through the land of ooh in an episode-by-episode analysis of Cartoon Network's most mathematical TV show. I am KK the Human. And I'm Laura, also the human. This is chapter 2.12, Her Parents, boarded by Akko Castuera and Tom Herpick. In this episode of Come Along With Me, they never let poor Finny... Join in any rain of corn games. This podcast contains full spoilers for all of Adventure Time. If you haven't finished the series, turn back now. For the first time ever, Lady Rainicorn's parents are coming to visit Jake. There's just one problem. Rainicorns and dogs have a lot of bad blood between them due to being at war for thousands of years in the crystal dimension. Finn comes up with a plan. Use condiments to disguise Jake as a rainicorn, and their house is a rainicorn-friendly zone. Jake regrets the plan after seeing the sloppy results, but it's too late. Bob and Ethel arrive and think he is a rainicorn. When Finn is mistaken for a butler, they are very impressed with Jake's perceived wealth, since they thought humans went extinct. The rainicorns and Jake engage in some traditional rainicorn games. All of them result in injury to Finn. Bruised and battered, he still agrees to help Jake, since homies help homies, Always. Jake insists on preparing food for his in-laws, and they misunderstand and think Finn is on the menu. Humans are a favorite delicacy of rainicorns, and they're very grateful. Jake loses his temper and shapeshifts back into his dog shape, admitting that he'd been lying. Bob and Ethel are far from upset. They're overjoyed Jake is a dog. Lady Rainicorn arrives and tells Jake they love dogs because a dog saved her father's life in the war. Episode ends with all parties eating soy human and loving it. Mm. I love rainicorns so much. I love rainicorns too. Um, <laughs> they're so fun. Like they look like you know a nine-year-old girl's dream creature, but also they're like so alien in many ways. And carnivorous, apparently. They specifically love to eat humans, and I just I love that detail. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and there's. Oh, man, what's the line when um, in Stakes, when Marceline meets the humans, mm-hmm. one of them says, those hungry-looking rainbows. I love it. It's such a throwaway line. But, yeah, I like, um, I mean, there was a lot of things gunning for humans between the radiation and the zombies and the vampires. But let's not forget that the rainbows were also hunting them down for food. <laughs> That's also, you know, the dog rainicorn wars have been going on for, quote unquote, thousands of years, yeah. which means the crystal dimension has existed, w- existed outside of Ooh for a long time, if not forever. And there have been, you know, dogs, people dogs around for thousands of years. So, yeah. So there's a couple things here. The first one is it's just a continuity weirdness because it was definitely suggested in Distant Lands Obsidian. Uh, that Marceline stumbled upon one of the first dogs that were starting to gain sapience um, and also killed them and sucked out their souls. Whoopsies. Whoops. Um, 
<laughs> uh, and you What's know, up? <laughs> don't make me cry now. Um, but I guess you could easily also say maybe the crystal dimension makes being sapient, or maybe there's like you know a time weirdness in terms of how like the two dimensions sync up in linear time or something like that. Yeah, and I mean, of course, the other answer could be Who they cares? just weren't thinking about the the timeline when they said thousands of years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the accurate answer coming from two people who are literally doing a podcast about it is. Who cares? It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, what was your favorite part, Laura? Hmm. Okay, this is going to be weird, but I just really liked the opening. It was so warm and cozy, and Bimo and Finn and Jake were just eating a breakfast, and it looked tasty, and there were some really beautifully animated god rays coming in, and it was really lovely. And uh, Finn and Jake put their arms up and then BMO imitates them and it's really, really cute. Yeah, they put out like a plate of eggs just for BMO and of course by the end <laughs> all the eggs are still there because BMO's a robot. <laughs> it's, it's just cute, okay? Hmm. Uh, my favorite <laughs> part is <laughs> after they do the condiment thing and it looks like it's so beautiful and then you see what it actually looks like and Jake says, I thought it was a good idea when you pitched it to me five minutes ago but now I'm not so sure. <laughs> <laughs> I really adore that song. It's really short, but it's frantic and high energy. Uh, it's so colorful. Uh, it's hashtag Pride Month uh, from top to bottom. Uh, and I also just love the the contrast between some of the lyrics. <laughs> there, it's called The Condiment Rainbow. It goes... Ladies, parents, I say hello. I'm the fellow for your daughter. Please forget the wartime slaughter. (laughs) (sighs) I gotta say, though, obviously Lady Raidicorn and Jake are in a committed long-term relationship. Why doesn't her parents, why don't they already know that he's a dog? That seems like that's on Lady. It does seem like it's on Lady. But at the same time, Lady seems like she's kind of a hippie. That's true. Like, I can see it just not coming up. It's also implied, like, so in the opening title card, we can see, like, a picture of baby Lady Rainicorn, I believe, and she's holding, like, a dog plushie. Um, Aww. So it might just be, like, she knew that they didn't care. Like, it, it didn't seem relevant, maybe. Like, if you have a, you know. Yeah, I guess so. I guess. I don't know. Uh, But I think we can just chalk it up to Lady being kind of a hippie. (laughs) Uh, The fact that their names are Ethel and Bob (laughs) is very good. Their culture (laughs) is a mix of Korean and just, you know, nonsense fantasy. But their names are Ethel and Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Okay, here's a really minor thing, which I don't even think was a deliberate reference, but pinged my radar. Um... Jake uses like this prism to shoot a rainbow to the rainbow diamond, the crystal dimension rather to, you know, tell them to show up early. Mm -hmm. And uh, rainbows, the Greek goddess Iris was the goddess of rainbows and communication because they believe that rainbows were used to by the gods to communicate. That's cool. I like that. I don't think it was deliberate, but hey, it, it checks out. Please ask your goblin butler to stop insulting my heritage. Honestly, that was kind of awkward for me. <laughs> it's not Finn's fault. He's 12 years old. And I think... He's 12. Maybe the most important 
uh, lesson we can get from this is don't take life advice from a 12-year-old child. <laughs> Maybe mm. don't lie to your to your girlfriend's in uh, parents on the first meeting that's just maybe maybe that's a good idea also they're so impressed by his perceived wealth but like they have a whole basement full of treasure so actually they're quite wealthy they are in fact quite wealthy um again i'm still not entirely sure what ooze economy runs on but they're definitely not hurting they're definitely not hurting for cash uh or just basic means isn't there one episode where we see Princess Bubblegum sneaking in to steal some of their money as taxes? I think so, yeah. <laughs> Which is extra ridiculous because I'm pretty sure that they pay back anything in taxes in term terms of just defending the kingdom. Yes. <laughs> I miss Princess Bubblegum. I feel like we haven't seen her in ages. Has it been a while, yeah? When was yeah. the last time we saw her? Gosh, have we seen her? Maybe um, pa- uh, she was at the party in Power Animal. Yeah, but she was barely, like, there, right? She doesn't have any lines, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, so this has been, like, all of season two. She hasn't shown up, really. Yeah. Hmm. No, wait, wait, she was in To Cut a Woman's Hair. Okay, all right. All yeah. right, never mind. <laughs> it's been a while since we recorded, guys, okay? <laughs> give, give us some slack. What I love about this episode, even though it is very challenging for me sometimes because of the secondhand embarrassment that is intense, is I just really love, in general, when fantasy slash sci-fi kind of leans into this very normal situation that a lot of people can relate to, in this case, meeting a significant other's parents for the first time and wanting to give a good impression, and then just throws in some really weird otherworldly fantasy stuff. And I don't know. They real. I feel like the comedy really works there. Yeah, I agree. It's a it's a funny episode. It's a very funny episode. Like the game where they spring Finn into bottles. It's so messed up. <laughs> Listen, a lot of Rainicorn culture seems to be needlessly cruel and violent. Um, <laughs> which you know, again, great contrast. But I really want to know more about that one game that seems to consist of. Just changing the colors of things? <laughs> Cat a lot of wild <laughs> What it reminds me of, and this is going to be a deep cut reference, but hey, if the five people in the audience who have heard the series are probably going to appreciate it. Uh, there's this series of books called Young Wizards, um, which is, bear with me, it's about a bunch of young wizards. <laughs> um, and I like to, because it's, it looks like really fantasy stuff but the more you get into it you go oh wait this is actually sci-fi <laughs> uh it's surprisingly hard sci-fi sci-fi at that uh the deeper you get into it um but a lot of sa- pretty much any sapient creature can become a wizard in this universe which means wizard cats do exist and they run the interdimensional space portals for earth <laughs> um and there's a whole series of books from, like, the cat's perspective, and they, like, go in at length to describe this game that cats play that seems, like, to have very complex and difficult rules that we cannot perceive or understand at all because it just doesn't make sense if you're not a cat. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, like, he stared at the wall for three seconds. It was a bold move. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. 
There's some good uh, blue blue linguistics biz. Uh, Finn says, it's going crud cow. And JJ Flip, what the zip? <laughs> That's good. That's very good. Um, Jake really lays a guilt trip on Finn in this app, huh? Yeah, for real. I mean, again, it's just anxious about impressing the parents. I get it. But, like, you are he's getting hurt, bro. Yeah, it's, like, kind of painful to watch, even though it's cartoon violence. Yeah. Right. And if homies help homies, why aren't you helping your homie? Yeah. Finn is helping his homie, but Jake, you ain't helping yours. So... Right, and like, what a short, what, sh- how short-sighted, because Finn's going to become family too. Yeah, exactly. How, <laughs> you know, again, it's that case of don't lie to, you know, people that you're meeting for the first time that you're going to have a long-standing relationship with. You're just <laughs> kicking the bucket down the road, and that bucket will get bigger. <laughs> uh, do ranicorns get more pastel as they age? Were they more pastel? I didn't notice They're definitely that. more pastel than Lady. I mean, that would make sense. Arguably, humans become more pastel as we age. <laughs> I just want to say that the human pseudo-flesh is a very disturbing moment to end the episode. <laughs> Why are they shaped like arms? <laughs> because it ends the realistic. You know, it's <laughs> like when you have those fake ter- soy bacons that are actually shaped like bacon strips. <laughs> Faken. Faken. And then Finn likes it. I know. <laughs> is this a time for me to say that apparently humans taste a lot like pork yeah apparently hmm. if anyone can weigh in on that and has first hand experience please don't contact us please don't contact us <laughs> <laughs> so for today's media rec i wanted to uh throw back to the the classic literal meet the parents story meet the parents which i have uh, never seen so you could never not handle it for a million years yeah Laura. that's the issue with me and a lot of old school comedy you know yeah 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 uh but it is very funny it is not for children just fyi but um it's Ben Stiller and uh, Robert De Niro, and it's very funny, um, and there's a cat in it, so that's always bonus There's point. a cat? That's all you're going to tell me about that? <laughs> uh, and it has a special place in my heart because he's a male nurse, and his and the father was in the CIA, and uh, my husband's a male nurse, and my dad was maybe in the CIA. He hasn't told us yet, but maybe. <laughs> KK, we can what? cut this out. What do you mean that your dad was maybe in the CIA? Well, if he was in the CIA, he didn't, he hasn't told us yet. <laughs> All right. I have a lot of questions about that, but I'm going to let you <laughs> Yeah. Thank you so much for joining Laura and KK, the humans that come along with me. Uh, you can always rate and review us on iTunes if, you know, that always does a, gr- a lot to help uh, the podcast and to show that you're enjoying the show. Otherwise, feel free to send us a message by emailing us at adventuretimepod at gmail.com or following us at Twitter at come along with me, where the last E is a three. Now, come on, grab your friends and go to very distant lands. Mm-hmm.